Welcome back to We Hope You Find This Humorous, a podcast hosted by Georgia Hostess Day Officers. This is episode three, where we will be discussing a HOSA-themed take on the holiday season and how you can use the fall or the holiday season in general to your advantage in a HOSA chapter. The state officers are gathered together before fall leadership rally to record this podcast for all of you. To start out, we'll be having a little icebreaker by discussing our favorite types of candy ahead of the holiday season. Hello everyone, it's Sriya, your president-elect here, and I would have to say my favorite type of candy is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I know that a lot of people don't think peanut butter and chocolate go well together. Because they don't. But for me, that's the perfect combo. So that would definitely have to be my favorite type of candy. Hi everybody, my name is Kiara Chi. I am region representative for regions three and six. And I would say my favorite type of candy would have to be Tootsie Rolls. Honestly, Tootsie anything, but the classic Tootsie Rolls are amazing. Those are good. Have you ever had braces before? No. It shows. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, hey everyone, it's me, Rima, your state president. Um, My favorite candy has to be Jolly Ranchers till the day I D.I.E. Mm. Yeah. That is just a favorite of mine. You should have let me know that earlier. My dad has this giant bag of Jolly Ranchers in the pantry and no one's eating them. Please bring them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, this is Nika Shikastaban, your North Region representative. My favorite candy is probably Milky Ways because I think I'm pretty out of this world. Oh! (laughs) 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 All right. Hi everybody, my name is Sawhill. I'm the Southern Region Representative, and I'm gonna have to go with white chocolate Kit Kats. Ew. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. No, Kit Kats, can't, can't go wrong with Kit Kats, they're too good. Very white much chocolate. resembling cheese, yet again. <laughs> uh, hello everybody, it's Fabi Penandamoni, your Vice President of Membership, and I'd have to say my favorite candy is dark chocolate Reese's. Yes. Reese's. I don't really agree. That's <laughs> we are on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you at least agree with the pronunciation? Reese's. Reese's. Have Reese's. I been saying it wrong this entire time? Reese's? It's Reese's. It's Reese's. Reese's. For Reese's. someone who says salmon, you're thinking good. Reese's. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Bavishia Turi, and I'm so proud to be serving as your vice president of innovation. And I'm going to have to agree with Sri on this one and saying that Reese's are the best because, honestly, you can't go wrong. I like the way you think, Bavisha. <laughs> All right. So now that we've kind of broken the ice, let us know your favorite type of candy. Maybe we'll bring it to a conference and share our favorites oh, with you all. Um, but going forward, we're going to move on from the sweet part of the holidays to discuss some of the more serious topics during the holiday season. So one of the biggest things that happens during the holidays is obviously flu and cold season. So what are some of your ideas on how people should be take caution and, you know, be able to prevent some of the illness that most people face during those cold times? Well, I know that the biggest way to prevent any sort of disease is literally to wash your hands. That's something that has been tried and true. So make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. I know that it's sometimes it's a little bit awkward to stand there at the sink for 20 whole seconds sing, singing happy birthday twice, but 
make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds and I promise that it will help alleviate any sort of ability to catch the flu or colds. And just to like take it a step further, I would say like the flu vaccine is always an option mm -hmm. every yes. year. Um, and honestly, just being safe, like taking your vitamins every day, just taking those extra steps to protect yourself and your mm -hmm. family. I agree. And I actually did go get the flu vaccine myself a few days ago. And um, I'm someone who whenever I get sick, I get really, really sick mm -hmm. and I have to be out for a while. So getting the flu vaccine definitely helps me feel better so that I personally don't have to miss a lot of school if I do end up getting sick. There are a lot of places in your community that have, you know, free flu clinics that you could just walk in, get your flu shot and go. Same goes for COVID vaccines, which kind of like, serve a similar essential purpose this season and stay safe during this. Well, I'm gonna have to agree with Kiara on this and let me just say my gummy vitamins be saving me day to day. I love myself some Kirkland's gummy bears. Glenstones. Yes. Glenstones all the See, I never got the name brand ones. I can't do those. I can't do the chalk ones. The chalk? And I know during this upcoming holiday season that we all always like talk about getting sick and preventing illnesses and viruses. And I think this is a common misconception that I'm going to try to dispel in more common and limited terminology. Mm -hmm. So it's actually shown that cold weather doesn't really make you sick. So it's not that like being in the cold is going to True. give you a virus or something like that. It's actually the fact that the cold weather causes people to want to be inside and, you know, be warm and cozy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this increases your risk of infection and other um, viruses. So yeah, that's really important. There's a lot, so a lot of home things that you can do, such as having an air purifier during the winter season or a humidifier, so that way you can keep your breathing in check, make your lungs a little healthier. So there's also a few more external things that you can do as well while you are all stuck in your homes while the winter is cold outside. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Do you guys have like any home remedies to cure like... Mom pulls out her book right now, just starts flipping through I, the pages. I, I don't know if anyone can relate to this. My mom, whenever I get sick, makes me inhale steam. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have the... And then the towel over yeah. like... Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. So like, people use neti pots. I will say that like, if you are seriously ill, go to the doctor. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, get prescribed medicines that mm -hmm. are unique to your symptoms before if obviously like those home remedies don't work um definitely go to an actual doctor mm -hmm. but, yeah home remedies are just yes. in conjunction mm -hmm. with the medicines your doctor yeah. has prescribed you and you also don't need to wait until you've already gotten sick to take these measures Honestly, a little steam never hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. So just do that throughout the entire year that you are experiencing cold weather. I mean, drink those hot lattes, drink turmeric milk. That actually helps oh, a yes. lot with both preventing sicknesses and helping out when you're actually sick. So now that we've spoken a little bit about the more physical things that can happen to your health during the holidays, I think it's time to switch over to the mental aspect. Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of people experience seasonal depression when it starts to become darker. And some of the things that we should definitely watch out for is if, even if someone's not diagnosed with something, it's our responsibility to at least listen 
And with the days especially getting shorter, getting darker faster, seasonal depression can definitely kick into high gear. For sure. Um, as someone who just spends a lot of time doing external research about this, your circadian rhythm has huge physiological impacts as well as they do mental impacts. So your circadian rhythm changes via season because the exposure that we have to light changes the way that our sleep and wake cycles work. And that can oftentimes translate into feeling more lethargic, feeling depressed or feeling moody, or that feeling of generally being under the weather during the fall and the winter months. So there are ways to help you get through bouts of seasonal depression, or if you find that seasonal depression is something that affects you in the long run, first and foremost, talking to people about your feelings, I think is generally agreed upon to be a great way to at least relieve some of that pressure. I know for me, there was a week of time where the weather was just terrible. It was raining every single day. I would come home and my feet would just be soaked to the bone. And it really affected my mental health because I don't think anyone likes to come home just completely drenched. No. So no. I got on FaceTime with my mom and I was just like, mom, I don't feel good at all. Like I'm just not feeling great. It's been raining for four straight days and this is hurting my mental health. And talking to her helped a ton. Outside of that, I would just say, um, keeping in close contact with friends and family in general to have something that will uplift your mood have foods that you enjoy, drinks that you look forward to. I'm not saying your mental health should hinge on a pumpkin spice latte, but I'm saying that a pumpkin spice latte can help um, sometimes, if that's you. So just having things that bring you small amounts of joy can be really helpful to your mental health. And to kind of add on to that, I mean, like, it's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So if you know that your family members are going through something, that's straining or difficult for them, check up on them yeah. or just check up on them in general. I mean, it's the holidays, show some love, mm -hmm. spread some love and enjoy your family. Mm -hmm. And then to add on to that, um, especially between like the October to December time period, uh, you have these midterm exams, end of semester exams, seniors, you have college apps, and then everyone else, you have like PSAT, SAT, ACT, and mm -hmm. all the stress is adding on top of you, which adding on to the seasonal depression is a, it can be a dark time period. Yeah. So it's definitely important now to reach out to other people because these are things that are, can be in your control and you can help mitigate any kind of issues that might arise with it just by reaching out um, and asking your friends or any of your fellow peers, family members for any help that you might want. You know, especially when it can be like overshadowed by the happiness and joy from the holiday season. So yeah. you don't want to let that just go within you and not mm -hmm. reach out to other people. About I definitely it. think the most important thing you need to remember is that you aren't alone in how you're feeling and that other people do understand what you're going through. So don't feel like you can't reach out to other people or that other people won't understand how you're feeling because the problems or like the issues that you feel like you're facing or the emotions that you feel like you're feeling aren't just for you a lot of people have gone through them in the past so just speaking to someone a friend a parent teacher just someone that you can trust with handling the way you want to talk to them and how you want to get out mm -hmm. all your stress and all your negative emotions it's just nice to have it out in the open and having people understand what you're feeling yeah and just to like cap this part off on 
mental health and seasonal depression. There's no shame if you don't feel right after talking to friends and family, after you know finding those senses of joy, after looking forward to the holidays or finding your warmth. There's no shame in seeking professional help or getting medicated for mental illnesses. Your mind is an organ, just like your heart or your kidney or your liver, and it has physiological consequences, so it deserves to be cared for in a similar light. And although uh, the season can, or this time, time of year can bring seasonal depression and other effects like that, you can actually use these holidays to your advantage, uh, specifically in HOSA. So are there any things that uh, you're, you guys do in your chapters that you think are really cool involving the seasons? Mm, good question. So this year, my chapter is actually doing um, a canned food drive-esque kind of thing. We call it holiday love baskets where Aww. we donate. Yeah, I know, cute, right? <laughs> yes. My advisor was so proud when she came up with it. Um, but yeah. So holiday love baskets is basically this thing where everyone just um, donates like food in general. Obviously, it's packaged and closed food. But we usually have a list of things that um, we want people to donate. And then we get some volunteers to obviously donate and then wrap up those donations and turn them into baskets and we donate them to families in need during the Thanksgiving-ish time. Well, one simple opportunity that my school does is that we all dress up in our scrubs um, as close to Halloween as we can get. So if it's like on a Saturday, we'll do it on a Friday. But so like all the host members will come in, they'll wear scrubs and then they'll just get their teachers to sign off for each period of the day that they're wearing scrubs. But it's really cool because then you can like point out in the crowd, you're like, oh, you're a host member, right? Because we'll be decked out in all scrubs. Yeah. And honestly, scrubs are so comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yes, they they're are. They're really nice. So yeah. Yeah. I don't mind wearing them. Yeah. That's cool. Like PJs to school. Yeah. Um, this is something that my school does that isn't necessarily, I would say, involving a holiday, but it definitely has to do with this season. So around this time every year, uh, my school has their homecoming week, so we have a huge spirit week. And then on the day before our homecoming game, we have this homecoming parade. So all the ladies on homecoming court are in the parade. The football team is, the band is, and our HOSA chapter actually has their own float in the oh, parade. Wow. So cool. yeah, we get to ride in the float and we get to decorate it and you get a lot of credits for that. And then all the members get to sit in the float and throw candy at everybody. So oh. it's a really cool and fun experience. What are like the decorations like? like do you guys go by healthcare themes? Um, yeah, we do sometimes. It really just depends on the year. Um, this year we are going on like Lakeside Colors, but also, or well, Lakeside's my school, but we're mm -hmm. doing that and then we're basing it off of HOSA, but we're also implementing Halloween into it. So I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, I think at my school we do something similar, not just specific to HOSA, but through the whole school, we're doing a trunk or treat kind of thing. And our HOSA chapter has their own trunk. So HOSA and a lot of other organizations and clubs within our school are all designed, they're all tasked with designing a creative trunk with a cool theme and nice decorations. And we allow children from the community to come in and you know have a good time. There's like concessions and stuff that are used to help fundraise. It's given back to the community. And overall, it's just a way for our local area to come together and for us to try to give back to the community around us. When did your chapter start doing trunk or treat? 
So it was something that like our school itself started a few years past oh, cool. and then because of COVID it kind of phased off and I think this year they're expanding it to all organizations. So I believe this is the first year that our HOSA chapter specifically is nice. working with Trunk or Treat with the whole school. Our school is literally doing the same thing this year, which is crazy. It's so but cool. So is ours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think this is a very common and successful way yeah. to yeah. highlight cool. holidays within your own house chapter. My chapter is definitely testing the waters a little bit. We have a fruit fundraiser because, you know, we thought maybe selling donuts isn't the most cognizant thing for, you know, a healthcare organization right. to promote. So we're selling fruit because we thought, okay, that's a pretty different gift to give to families. Yes, it's a little different for families to receive or for your friends to get during the holiday season. So it's a, there's an idea. If you don't know what to give your friends and loved ones, get them a fruit basket. Yeah, no, I would literally love that. No, but I think that the some themes have emerged. There's a lot that you can do in terms of community service and there's a lot that you can do in terms of fundraising so be thinking about ways that you can turn this into a flourishing event that you do year after year to serve your community because during the holidays you do have a lot of food shortages that affect families and be the match needs funds at all times so whatever event or idea that you've heard from one of us that you think that you can turn into a fundraiser for you be the match go for it um, because those things are extremely helpful with that said, um, there are plenty of other things that you can do with your host chapter, whether that's a Christmas breakfast or collecting toys for Toys for Tots drive. Reach out with your community, plan those things, and do some good because it's the season of giving, and that's what you should do. Um, and one last thing to kind of cap off this topic. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that around, like year-round, Families need food. This so it's not even just like about focusing on what your chapter can do during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Think about these opportunities year round because mm -hmm. problems don't just stop or start during the holidays. With that being said, it's important to celebrate the holidays while they're here mm -hmm. and also celebrate the cultural diversity in healthcare and figure out how this applies to patient care settings. So what do you guys think about diversity in healthcare, especially around the holidays? So I'm sure we all know that there's literally a myriad of ways to celebrate the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Now for me, in my culture, that stems from a festival called Diwali. That's just the way my family celebrates Christmas time and honestly, the holiday season in general. And as we look into or we take things into the context of maybe patients or hospitals, we need to be cognizant of the way that they celebrate their holidays as well. So does anybody know any other methods of celebrating the holidays that we should definitely prioritize when speaking with patients? Well, there's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Yeah, there's a lot of others, but I think those are pretty much the main ones. And then, of course, the ones that you guys mentioned that's specific to y'all's culture. But just in general, respect people's cultures, respect what they respect. I mean, if you don't agree with it, that's another thing, but... Yeah, and I think just being aware, like, when you're a healthcare provider, like, knowing what do different people 
like celebrate what is going on during this time of the year like what are these patients coming in what what is something that they're going through right now what is something that they're celebrating right now that might might even give you like a better insight into what they're experiencing what some of their symptoms are what their background is so like it's not just about like being culturally aware but it's also if you want to look at it for like a more like career standpoint i guess mm -hmm. then it definitely applies in that sense as well yeah mm -hmm. one of the things that like i have parents who work in healthcare, and one of the things yeah. that they've always told me is that to heal someone is to know someone and it's very hard to know someone unless you can identify what brings them warmth in like the winter time or whatever holiday time that they celebrate so being able to connect with a person through their use of culture or however that may present itself is a very powerful thing because you can walk into a room and have this bright shining face and be like happy Hanukkah or Merry Christmas and that can just completely change what's going on in someone's mind that could be the difference between stressing about a diagnosis or stressing about how am I going to cover copays this month to hearing jingle bells or you know seeing a menorah and that can just completely change someone's outlook on the day i yeah. mean as future health professionals i think it's important to focus on improving the quality of healthcare mm -hmm. as we yeah. move into our careers mm -hmm. right you can have like all the knowledge in the world but if you're not like aware of what your patients are going through then there's no way like you're going to improve your patient care which is like our entire goal in the first place it's not just yeah. being a book yeah literally because books are replaceable the yeah. internet can be replaced <laughs> yeah that's but true you cannot replace the heart and the warmth in healthcare. and cultural diversity is something that's so important that people actually take classes on the material mm -hmm. that you could gain from the idea itself and like Remo was saying, that could be the difference between the ability to be comfortable with your own provider, mm -hmm. which is all of us, the future healthcare professionals. So in order to make your future patients feel that much more comfortable, and at the same time raise your standard of care as a provider, making sure that you are well-versed and well-educated on the way that other people may perceive things can, be, can make all the difference as a provider. Mm -hmm. So thank you all so much for listening in with us as we discussed how we spend the holidays, what our favorite candy is, what we do within our chapters in HOSA to celebrate, and cultural diversity and its specific importance around the holiday season. Now that you've heard this episode of We Hope You Find This Humorous, I hope you're excited for our next episode where we'll be discussing more about host of future health professionals, who we are, and why this matters to you, regardless of your age or interest level in healthcare. In future monthly episodes, we'll do a variety of things like debunking healthcare myths, exploring fascinating pockets of medical history, and sharing our heartfelt advice on pursuing healthcare. Listeners, Thank you for lending us your ears during this episode, and we hope that you return for another one. If you like what you hear, support us by following this podcast, liking the episode, and giving us a rating on whichever platform you're listening from. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned for more. We hope that you found this humorous.